In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On the third day of Dead Ball, Snavely gave to me a World Cup qualifier and the USMNT. It's getting a little snowy out there. I, you know, I think I know where this is going. Personally, I feel like I know where this is headed. It's a pretty big game. It is a pretty big game. Pretty I think, notable. I think that a lot of our, our followers, being soccer fans in America, probably know what we're talking about. But I still think it is very, very worthy of inclusion in this winter seasonal mini series thing that we're doing oh absolutely it's the 12 days of dead ball it is the 12 and days this of dead ball is a very stupid game <laughs> it, it was such a stupid <laughs> stupid game so if you're interested in hearing about that stupid game you should stick around after this commercial break thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by indeed Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Day three of the 12 days of dead ball. Drew, you are bringing to us a story that 
I think I remember fairly well, but I still would like to be reminded of because it was such a a fun and weird day. I think a lot of listeners will remember as well. And I think similar to the Fulham um, in Europa story yes. that mm-hmm. I did, it'll be uh, nostalgic and a feel-good story and just like good to reminisce. Reminisce. Yes, yeah, absolutely. On... On this story, which is re- truly, truly um, a fun, really fun story. An American classic. An American classic. Some might say. <laughs> which, And we're going back to America. <laughs> we really are. So, like Adam said, uh, we're giving to you on the third day of Dead Ball, a World Cup qualifier in the USMNT. March 22nd, 2013. The USMNT. Men's national team was set for their second match in the qualifying hex for the 2014 World Cup. For those of you who don't know the hex, it's literally just the final stage of CONCACAF's qualifying for the FIFA World Cup. Yep. So there are, when I refer to the hex for the story to come, that is just what it is. There are six teams. Therefore, they call it the hexagonal. Yes. Which is a six-sided object. Yes. So now you know. That's a little geometry for you. So much geometry. <laughs> Hey, it's not all stupidity here. We know things. We know some things. <laughs> in the first match of this hex, the U.S. lost to Honduras 2-1. to one. The U.S.'s opponent for the second match was Costa Rica. Costa Rica had drawn Panama in their first match, so neither team had won sure. to start the hex out, both to lesser sides. Yes. And so coming into this match... It's not like a must win Mm because you play so many games and it's only two games in, but it's a really, I mean, it's important to get points whenever you can, obviously. I also remember there being a lot of, there was an article that came out after that Honduras game. It was like in the sporting news or something like that. And there was this big thing about there being discontent in the locker room oh yeah absolutely and that that Jurgen Klinsmann had lost the team well so I think going into this match he had used 24 different rosters in the last he he had started like 24 different starting 11 players in the last 24 games or something like that is like every game it was a different 11 yeah and so there was just no no continuity I remember that I remember that um and a lot of discontent, like you said, um, players being unhappy with each other. Or at least that was the story. That was the story. And, and, and then afterwards, people were like, oh, they can talk however much they want. We qualified for the World we're Cup. We're just going to qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> Who knows so, how much truth was actually there. Yeah, but when you drop a game to Honduras and Costa Rica dropping a match, drop losing points to Panama. Yeah. Um, that's not a good feeling. And you want great. to get you want to get back on the right track, um, and there's no better way to do it against an opponent who's considered in the top three of totally. the hex. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you have Mexico, the U.S., and Costa Rica. Costa Rica at the time very good, um, and they were just about to prove how good they were on the world stage a little bit later when they qualified for the World Cup. Sure. But very good, very talented Costa Rican side. Um, so getting into the game itself, 
um, the match kind of quickly became one of the most or more memorable in CONCACAF history just due to the weather that night. As you and many others probably know, this game would soon become known as Snow Classico or Snowmageddon. <laughs> Snowmageddon! Lots of different names, lots of different snow things. Guess what? There was lots of snow. Uh, not, not as much snow as uh, there was in England during the big freeze, uh, like, like in your story, Adam. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there was still, still a good amount, and the conditions were not great. Whereas in England, they were postponing things. In the U.S., we were going forward, full steam ahead, nothing stopping us, not even blizzard-like conditions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the blizzard-like conditions, which were uh, for sure there. <laughs> they were for, for sure there. I mean, it's March, and the game is being held in Denver, yeah. so it wouldn't be surprising to see snow any given night. And this is this is the like the the U.S. gamesmanship like comeback for a lot of other teams because yes, you play Mexico, and when you play Mexico, you're gonna go play in Estadio Azteca which is a, at a crazy high altitude, and it's in Mexico City, so the air quality a lot of times is pretty poor. You go and play Honduras and El Salvador, and Honduras always puts their games in like the middle of the afternoon yeah. in the summertime when it's like as hot as possible. Yeah. And so the U.S. comes back and says, okay. We're well, playing in Denver. We're playing in Denver, or we're playing Columbus, Ohio in February. Yeah. What you going to do <laughs> about it? What you going to do about it? <laughs> Oh, absolutely love it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it's not surprising to see snow in March in, in Denver. Um, I mean, lots of states get snow well into March, well into April even sometimes. Sure. So this was a little bit different, though, because this was, um, it was like snow squallish almost. Just the way that the storm rolled in and how the wind was blowing and how much snow was actually falling down. It wasn't like a... A light um, evening dusting or yeah. something like that. It was like it was snowing, and at certain points it was snowing hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. It wasn't like a light snow. No, it wasn't no. like a ple even a pleasant snow. No, not at all. <laughs> oh gosh, like it was hard to see the ball as it was a viewer. A, it was a storm. Yeah, it was it was difficult to see the ball, and the ball was yellow, yeah. like bright yellow, and it was still difficult to see. It was one of the only times where I can remember thinking they're using the high visibility ball. And they really need to be using the high visibility ball right now. Yes. Like, it's a good thing. <laughs> They're yes. using the, the bright yellow orange ball. It is also funny, just kind of looking back on, on highlights of the game, um, since the U.S. were obviously decked out in their um, home jerseys, which are all white, yep. it looks like they're just they're floating heads and arms running around. <laughs> Yeah, Except for thing. Michael Bradley, who's just like blue shorts running around. Yeah, so that <laughs> like, was the that was the, they were wearing the Centennial jersey. There's the Centennial. So it jerseys. was really just like completely white with navy blue trim. No, it it was like um, if somebody's wearing a green shirt on green screen technology, and they just like <laughs> blend in with the rest of with the rest yeah. of the scene. <laughs> oh gosh! So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so there was some speculation on whether or not the match would have to, if if the match could even be played because of the conditions. Um, but it was soon... I don't think it was much of a discussion. They were yeah. just like, we're playing we're playing in this snow. We're shoveling off the lines, or, or snow blowing off the lines, and we're just going to deal with it. It's not that bad right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the game goes on. 
it starts with a light dusting on the field mm-hmm. it, and it's really not bad no it you can figure out how to play you can yeah the ball is is rolling smoothly on the pitch and that's really all you can ask for sure as the game as the game the game <laughs> as the game progressed however <laughs> Uh, the field, the the accumulation mm-hmm. would um, build, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. It certainly would. The snow fell harder and harder, and it became harder to pass the ball running the snow. Obviously, um, but the teams were up for it. In the 16th minute, the U.S. would take the lead through Deuce, Deuce. Clint Dempsey, Mister Texas. Don't tread on me. I mean. Who else? What more can you say? What more can you say? Putting in a rebound from a Josie Altidore shot. The first half ended 1-0. There weren't really any other... There weren't many other chances in that first half. Yeah. At all. It was a pretty terrible half. Yes. And the same thing kind of happened in the second half as well. Um, The snow was coming down harder than in the first half. We were like in the middle of the storm itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It was coming down hard enough that the, the field crew wasn't able to clear lines like click quickly enough. Um, so it got to the point where the referee stops play. We're in the 55th minute, only 10 minutes into the to the restart. <laughs> yeah. Because they can't see any lines. Nope. <laughs> Just 10 minutes in. Um, and he goes over to a FIFA official who's residing over the match. He's like, hey, do we abandon this? Because this is kind of bonkers. <laughs> like, I can't really see anything. The players can't really see anything. I mean, we can barely see the lines. And even when we blow them off, they're covered in snow. Almost like, immediately. Two minutes after the fact. And so uh, the FIFA official was just like, nah, we're going to keep on playing. Yeah. And at the time, uh, you can see U.S. players going up to the referee. They're like, no, like, let's, let's keep playing. Let's keep pa- All playing. the U.S. players were yeah, very much no, like, oh, let's keep let's playing. C- let's keep playing. I just remember the, the, the lasting image I have of this game in my mind is Jeff Cameron pushing a person who's trying to shovel out the half field line. Like there's a guy who has a shovel. It's like they stopped play so they could just shovel out the lines. Yes. So you could at least see the lines. And this guy is like pushing and Jeff Cameron is has both hands on his back and is pushing him forward along <laughs> to help him shovel off the line. Oh my gosh. He's like, here's some help, buddy. We Basically, <laughs> from what from what I could tell, there were also a handful of Costa Rican players that were like, "Hey, let's let's keep playing too." Like they didn't want to necessarily stop. I feel it like there was there was it, also some Costa Rican players that were like, "This is this is BS. this is stupid." <laughs> like, no, <laughs> there definitely were, but there were definitely there were there were definitely Costa Ricans that were fighting for it, and we'll get to the to the ones that were upset with it sure afterwards yeah because there's some controversy there <laughs> so uh after the the fifa representative deemed that the game would go on um they they played out the rest of the half and much like the first half there weren't a lot of chances mm-hmm. it was really ugly <laughs> dudes were sliding all over the place demarcus beasley did snow angels at one point <laughs> i um, forgot about that he literally like, he fell he fell on his back on one play and he literally started doing snow angels it's like bro this is an important game uh, you know what it looked like it looked like beach soccer yeah because you couldn't you couldn't pass the ball on the ground no no everybody was like lifting the ball up with their foot and just like chipping passes to each other and trying to move the ball that way there were a couple inches of snow on the ground yeah and the ball doesn't roll no it doesn't (laughs) at all it rolls 
but not well at all. Nope. <laughs> so the game would eventually end one nothing. Absolutely, it would. And um, the way we like it, <laughs> it's a U.S. win. So I mean, who can complain? You know, not me. Certainly. Not me. Not the U.S. either. I mean, it's our gamesmanship. You know, and like you make us play in a swamp in the middle of the day in, um, in all these different countries. So we're going to make you play in the mountains of Colorado where it's snowing. So that would become Snow Classico. Yes. Or Snowmageddon. And that's the end of the story. But it's not But it's really. not the, really the end of the story. Because like I said, there's some controversy from the Costa Rican's perspective. Mm-hmm. You see, Costa Rica was pretty mad about the conditions that they had to play in. I'd be pissed. Which, they, they borderline didn't play a soccer game at all. Yes. The Costa Rica FA appealed to have the match replayed. Um, former manager Jorge Luis Pinto said, It's embarrassing for the football and embarrassing for fair play. It's disrespectful to FIFA, the fans, the players, and the spectacle. The president of Costa Rica even tweeted out after the match, What horror... They're degrading the sport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Their appeal was not successful. It was not. (laughs) In the U.S., uh, the the 1-0 victory stood. They did not have to replay the game in, like, Columbus. Oh, man. (laughs) Six months later, however, it was Costa Rica in their turn Uh to host the... uh, the hex match it, it, between the U.S. and Costa Rica. Is. It always is Costa and Rica. They really hadn't forgotten what had happened in Colorado. Nope. You know, sometimes they say um, time. Do they ever say anything about time and making people forgive each other? Or something um, like that? they say time heals all wounds. Yes, there we go. Well, I guess six months wasn't enough. Wasn't not enough time. <laughs> <Was> not enough. <laughs> and um, it was made. Very, very clear the moment that the U.S. landed in San Jose when they arrived to an angry crowd in the airport of Costa Ricans chanting, no fair play, USA, just over and over again. You can see multiple people like flipping off the U.S. players (laughs) as they're like walking to the team bus. Oh, gosh. So good. The U.S. had gotten a priority lane in Costa Rican immigration for previous World Cup qualifiers, um, but this year they had to stand in line with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that one isn't. Um, I don't think that one is as blatant because like the U.S. doesn't give Costa Rica priority lane when they sure. come. So it's it was just like a a hospitality kind a of thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, but they did not give them that. No, <laughs> when they came around <laughs> this time, um, the U.S. team bus got egged. Yeah, obviously. Uh huh. Uh, Costa Rica gave the U.S. some contacts for different fields that they could use while they were down in Costa Rica to train, obviously. All of the facilities refused <laughs> to let the U.S. practice on their fields, and so the U.S. had to like dig around and find a place to... That's, that's hilarious, yeah. honestly. I'm not done yet, though. Costa Rica didn't provide game balls to the U.S., which is usually a thing yeah, it's usually a thing <laughs> for them to practice with like they play with the game balls that they uh-huh. play with so the the u.s just had to play with their own nike balls that whatever they brought. Balls they had, yeah. yeah um which i thought was pretty funny and last but not least reportedly cab drivers slowed traffic 
on the day of the game for the bus route that the sure. U.S. was taking to the stadium so that they stayed on the bus for as long as they possibly could. <laughs> Costa Rica went on to win that match 3-1. to one, Yes, they did. As we all know. And, um, I mean... That that's I mean it's cool. It's gamesmanship, right? Fair play. Whatever. Fair play to them. So the Costa Rican defender Oscar Duarte later said, "The snow game." When he's talking about the snow game, that game helped us. I remember after the U.S. it united us. It gave us a plus for qualifying. The U.S. and Costa Rica would both go on to play in the World Cup. The U.S. of course losing in a nail biter in the round of sixteen to a very good Belgium side. Yes, Tim Howard played out of his mind. He did. Chris Wondolowski blew the game for us. Julian Green scored a goal. Julian Green scored a goal. The last time we heard of Julian Green. (laughs) Actually, not the last time. He got called up like a year later. Yes. Against Cuba. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Costa Rica would go on to make it to the quarterfinals, only losing in PKs to the Netherlands. And that was after finishing top of a group with Italy, England, and Uruguay. Which was like the group of death, and they and nobody was expecting. They absolutely blew it up. Yeah, it was Costa Rica and Uruguay who advanced. Yes, both Italy and England got bounced. Went home. Yeah, so crazy. So I guess a loss in the snow didn't turn out to be the end of the world, eh? Nope, not at <laughs> all. So sources for this story are Kevin Trahan for Vice, Donald Wine the Second from Stars and Stripes FC. Ah, uh, my boy Donald. I actually know him. And Andy Edwards from MLS Soccer. I thought that you would know him. I do know Donald. So. Great guy. That is uh, the Snow Classico. Oh, man. Love the Snow Classico. Such a good story. Thank you, Drew. Yeah, of course. For giving us our third day of Dead Ball. And thank you, listener, for sticking around with us, hearing some good and funny and silly winter soccer stories, and just spending some time with us, enjoying... Our podcast. We hope that you like this. Uh, and if you don't like this, well, it's too bad because we're going to keep doing it for the full 12 days. <laughs> we already came up with the idea and we're going to execute on it, baby. But if you would like to support us more, you can always leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people see our podcast. And that helps us out a bunch. If you would like to follow us on social media, we're at DeadballPod everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We also have an email, DeadballPod at gmail.com. If you would like to email us any comments, questions, story suggestions, pronunciation corrections, because Lord knows we don't know how to pronounce anything. Absolutely not. And if you would like any merchandise, we have that too. We have a Teespring store, the link to which will be in the description below. But until next time, my name is Adam Oliver Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we will see you very, very soon. Bye.